0: y'all it's Kate and Brie. Welcome to episode two of the Texas Missing Podcast where we highlight active missing person cases in Texas. So Brie, we got our first episode out of the way. How did you feel about kind of getting that out there to everyone? Well I'm glad it's over with and I was nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I was nervous too. I think um kind of putting ourselves out there is not something we're used to, like in this capacity. Um, but I am really excited for how it turned out. Yeah, me too. Thank God it was just, uh, mostly my
1: family that was listening to it.
0: <laughs> so what were your initial, uh, thoughts when you were, when you like first started researching the case?
1: So there were a lot of issues kind of for me when I was researching. Um, the lack of information was a big one and then the lack of communication um, I tried to reach out to you know multiple people in this case uh, never received a response uh-huh. um, and so everything that I have is kind of um, secondhand information and so timelines get skewed and there's a I think there's a lot of misinformation.
0: Yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of inconsistencies in between um, all the different news articles. I do want to give a trigger warning. In this episode, we are going to talk about possible crimes against children and a case involving a missing child. And so if those are topics that are triggering to you, I would sit this one out. In 2013, Tierra McWilliams, who lived in Wisconsin, allowed her 5-year-old daughter to spend the summer with her father, Anthony Dedrick, in Houston, Texas. Once the summer concluded, Anthony refused to give his daughter back to Tierra and eventually tapered off all communication, completely cutting off Tierra from her daughter. 3 years passed from that point, and in 2016, Tierra was notified that Anthony was in prison. But when Tierra questioned where her daughter was, it was realized that no one knew. And as of today, she is still missing. This is the story of Amira Dedrick.
1: So this case starts October 1st, 2008, when Amira Dedrick was born in Houston, Texas to Tiara Stamps McWilliams and uh, Anthony Dedrick. Just for future reference, Tiara also goes by Tiara Stamps and Tiara McWilliams. In February 2009, Tiara, moved from Houston to Wisconsin to get away from Anthony. At this point, I actually think she bounced around from Illinois and Wisconsin. I know that she was born in Illinois, but based on background records, I think um, she spent a little bit of time bouncing around between Illinois and Wisconsin after she moved from Houston. Tiara stated that when she left, Anthony told her that she would pay for taking his daughter from him. I guess those were his exact words.
0: Well, and she had she had fled from what she states uh, because of domestic violence, too. I think she, she mentioned that in a couple articles, that that's why she ended up leaving. Right. Um,
1: something interesting, I think, was she stated that, um, and Anthony does have a lengthy criminal history, uh, but domestic violence or domestic assaults was not one of those charges. Unless you found charges.
0: I don't think I saw any domestic violence charges. There was assault charges, yeah, several assault charges, yeah. but I didn't see something that was uh, specific to domestic violence.
1: Yeah, and in Texas a domestic violence charge is classified as a domestic assault. so. Uh, according to news reports, Tiara and Anthony started talking every day once Tiara had gone to Wisconsin. And they, like, rekindled their friendship, and she was sending pictures to Anthony, and apparently everything was good. Well,
0: he even, he even uh, visited. They, he went up to Wisconsin to visit them as well. So, from all standpoints, I guess their relationship had gotten better at least on like the co-parenting front right in 2013
1: because of their newly rekindled friendship uh, tiara allowed amira who was four years old at the time to spend the summer with anthony in houston while tiara stayed in wisconsin um Tiara stated that when the summer ended, Anthony was supposed to bring Amira back to Wisconsin. But, you know, when that time came, Anthony refused. I'm not going to lie. I would never let my child go across the country by themselves with somebody who has a history of violence against me.
0: Well, and and I think maybe... I guess you always go back to his statement to her when she initially fled. Like I'm going to make you pay for this, you know. Maybe he he stuck with that, and he purposefully, you know, built that relationship back up to get that trust to to get her back. Yeah, so you got to think of it that way too. Yeah, I agree.
1: So in the spring of 2014, Tiara flew back to Houston to get Amira back. Uh, At this time, she said that Anthony would allow her to see Amira, but wouldn't let her be left alone and basically monitored their entire visits together. She said she tried to get the police involved, but as Kate and I both know from prior law enforcement experience, if there's no custody agreement in place, there's not really anything that police can do. Um, Custody between parents is a civil issue, and in Texas, police don't have the right to take a child away from one parent and give it to another parent.
0: Right. Especially, you know, and I know, I saw some comments kind of on some of the articles about, well, the police didn't do anything at this moment. Well, they they couldn't. There was nothing they could do. Even uh, Tiara had mentioned to police um, there was nothing abusive in nature and that it was purely just wanting to get her daughter back. And what people have to understand is that at that Point in time, the cops had zero, you know, am- ammunition to go on to to take her back, you know. Right. Even if there had been a custody
1: agreement in place, mm-hmm. police couldn't have taken Amira right. from Anthony. Right. Um, they would have just filed an interference with child custody report. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the general public that's something that they struggle to understand yeah
0: well there would have had to have been some obvious signs of abuse in that amira was in um significant uh, immediate danger for for the cops to intervene
1: right so at some point and it's unclear when tiara goes back to wisconsin without amira she says communication with amira started to decrease when she got back Um, her phone calls were not being answered as frequently and I guess that rekindled friendship had kind of declined Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Tiara says that the last time she talked to Amira was when Amira was six years old Um, and then after that all communication stopped completely Uh, she had not heard, she didn't hear from her after that So at this point, the timeline for me gets a little bit distorted just based off of what Tiara has said and um, the criminal history background check that Kate and I have run.
0: Yeah, because I mean from 2014 to about 2016, it's kind of just blacked out. Right. We don't know what happened, um, and because we couldn't contact anyone, we, we weren't able to fill any of the, those voids.
1: So in order to fill those voids, we requested a copy of Anthony's criminal history. So we do have all of his arrests, and we'll go through that um, as this episode goes on. In the spring of 2016, Tiara had gotten word that Anthony had been arrested and sent to prison. We're not sure who told her that. He was arrested in April of 2016. Um, He was not sent to prison at that time. We don't know if there was a bond placed or if he was released on bond, if anybody was able to pay that bond. Um, These are just some of the things that we're unsure of at this point. Um, At this point in the case, police became involved because Tiara was looking for Amira now that Anthony had been arrested. And this is when she realized that Amira had never been enrolled in school. And at this point, you know, she was almost eight years old.
0: Yeah. Cause this was she, the missing person report was filed in 2017. So that was about what, three years four years uh, after Amira went down there in 2013
1: yeah so the last time that Amira was seen was her birthday which was October 1st 2016 three days after that Anthony gets arrested and it's at this point she was listed as a missing person
0: but like we talked about earlier the varied reports in between the news articles so some of them said that uh The last time anyone saw her was 2016 before Anthony was incarcerated, Uh, one of them said 2016 after he was incarcerated, and there was even one that said the last time she was seen was in January of 2014. Uh, There's just so much variance, but we kind of are going off of what the Texas Attorney General has stated, because I think they are the ones in charge of the case at this point. But They they basically took the timeline and said that Amira disappeared sometime between April and November of 2016. And that's a huge gap. And we couldn't even figure out who was the last person to see her. Um, That's kind of some of the information that is just missing that we we couldn't find. We don't really even know how many
1: people were involved in this case because at this point, Anthony was... Had a living girlfriend named Lashonda Spikes, um, and she is also involved in this case. We're just not exactly sure how.
0: Yeah, because she was even notated to be with Anthony in 2013 when he initially had Amira that summer. So, but at this point in time, on, on this day, we we do not know if they are still in a relationship. Yeah, we don't even know if he's. In
1: prison or out of prison
0: yeah. at this point.
1: So the reason that I say we don't know if he was if he is currently in prison or not is because the last time that he was arrested was November 13th, 2021. And it was a burglary of habitation. And, um, you know, at this point he could be in jail being held on bond or he may have been able to have been bailed out. It's just really hard to know at this point.
0: Yeah. Well, and, uh, what we do know is in 2020, he did get out based on an interview that Tierra did. He had contacted her in 2020 when she was trying to find where Amira was and he was in a halfway house and Anthony told her once he gets out of the halfway house, he will go and get Amira. And obviously that, that didn't happen. So we do have that time frame of when he was out. He was in a halfway house. But his his criminal record is, is a mile long. Um, and so we just are not for certain of if he, if he went back, which he most likely did.
1: Right. And it, it's really, you know, without being able to speak to anybody, it's hard to know if he was bailed out when he was waiting for his sentencing hearings or his court hearings. Um, so, or if he spent the time in jail.
0: Yeah. But, uh, let's go back to when we do know he was incarcerated but during that 2017 to 2020 time period. Um, like we said, police did get involved. They did go to the prison and interview him And from a couple reports, it said they did a polygraph, but we do not have any other information about that, whether he, whether that even happened, if he passed, if he failed. Um, so what Anthony did tell them is before he was incarcerated, he took Amira to Waco and gave Amira to a woman named Tootie or Linda at a convenience store. Um, and yes, you, you heard that right. So... It's uh, not somebody who worked at the convenience store. Correct.
1: It was just a
0: lady at the, at com- the store. Yes, and that's what he has maintained in, until this this very day. Um, police did make contact at this location, and they told him that they told the police that there was no one by that name, and there's never been someone that has lived there by that name. Yeah, because he gave the address. Yeah. Or an address, an address. of Tootie Linda. Yeah. And Tootie is T-O-O-T-I-E, according to reports. Um, But Tootie, a.k.a. Linda, they've never been found. Um, There's no last name, so there's no uh, substantiation of of that. I think that's interesting
1: because in August of 2016, he was arrested by Mahia PD, Um, and then in... October of 2016 so October 4th, three days after Amira's birthday he was arrested in Leon County. Both of those are in fairly close proximity to They're kind of Waco. like in between
0: Waco and Houston. He kind of just maintains that
1: whole corridor right there. Right, and then in August of 2017 he was arrested in Corsicana. Um, all of these were felonies. They were all thefts of some sort. I mean, can you even imagine leaving your child with some random person that you don't even know at a convenience store?
0: No, and it's so ridiculous, that's why it's most likely false. Um, There's just no way that that could have happened. I mean, you know, I guess people sell their children at Walmart, though, so... Yeah, I mean, that's true.
1: (laughs) Anything could happen, but... Really, it's just so far-fetched. Like, I couldn't even imagine doing it. But also, I mean, this is a guy who's been in and out of prison for thefts and drugs Mm -hmm. and, you know, manufacturing and delivering controlled substance. I mean, he's... He's not a saint. He's probably spent more time in prison than he has out of prison. Yeah. During the same time frame, Tiara and her spouse, Johnny McWilliams, moved from wisconsin down to houston to try to aid in the search effort um tiara did contact lashonda via facebook messenger i believe and the message i'm just going to read this message to you uh from Lashonda to Tiara and it says I understand your hurt and frustration but I told them everything I know I don't have her and I explained that to you already I understand your hate for him but stop coming for me when I had nothing to do with it so she did reach out and try to contact Lashonda Spikes
0: but I understand why Tiara reached out to her you know Lashonda was there from the beginning in 2013 so I I have a hard time believing that you just lost track of a child and you don't know where they're at and they're just missing and you're and you're most likely still with that person.
1: Oh, absolutely. She absolutely knows what happened during that time period. She knows what happened with Amira.
0: Yeah. And I think that's it's just it's just sad. I just don't feel like anyone was like in her corner. There was no one there protecting her. Tiara obviously also reached out to Anthony. According to reports, they live within miles of one another, um, and Anthony maintains the same story that he doesn't know where she's at, um, and and that's and that's it. There's there's no more information that he's provided, and uh, and that's kind of where we're left at. Um,
1: I'm for, not gonna for... lie. It... If somebody took my child, I'd be moving right next door, and I would harass him and stalk him daily until he told me where my child
0: was. Agreed. Agreed. I, absolutely. Um, but we are not the only ones that think that he has more to do with it. Um, I'm going to read y'all this quote directly from the Texas Attorney General's office. Um, in Hill County, the Special Crimes Unit aided in an operation in Hubbard, Texas in search of Amira Dedrick, a young girl who has been missing since 2016. On November 30th, the Texas Attorney General's Office arrived with a warrant and about 60 investigators to scour a 10-acre area, which allowed them to find evidence that could lead to more information regarding her disappearance. The case was also referred to the office by the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Uh, This search also included a cadaver search, and this was in 2021. And most recently, and most recent as in June of this year, uh, FBI conducted testing of new technology in Hubbard in the same area, hoping to help solve uh, Amira's disappearance. So, for me, when you're searching an area, in a, in a cadaver search at that, of a, the last known area where this subject lived, I feel like that's that's points a lot of uh, blame and they they do believe that he's more involved than he is leading to believe which for me I think it's completely obvious that he knows more you know whether he did truly give her away or you know something something more malicious happened.
1: Yeah and they have to have some fairly strong evidence to have obtained a warrant to search this property. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be interested to see what that warrant said mm-hmm. they were specifically looking for besides a body.
0: Yeah, and like we talked about in the last case, this isn't an open investigation. And so yes, we did send in for open records requests. We didn't receive anything back. I didn't really expect to receive anything back though, especially when there's an update as early as as this June. Um, so there's there's probably a lot of things we do not know. There's a lot of things that police already have their eyes on, um that, you know, we just don't get the information, which it's understandable. It's an active investigation.
1: Yeah, I think you know in the in the near future, I think we'll probably see some more things forthcoming as far as this case is concerned, and hopefully a resolution.
0: Yeah, and even other other people have also tr- you know, done their best to help find Amira. Uh, she was actually featured. In, uh, in a John Walsh episode called In Pursuit. Um, essentially they just highlight missing person cases and they put kind of about all the same information out. They put all of her info out. Um, and also Clear Channel Outdoor, they do electronic billboards and they did a whole month of billboards just showing um, missing kids and teenagers. Um, and they, they, did, they, they featured Amira on that as well. And so things have definitely been done to get her name out there and her face. But, you know, I didn't even know about this case until I was on the, uh, the missing and exploited children's, uh, Facebook, or I guess it was just like their homepage. So I didn't even know about her until I, I looked at it myself. Um, but you know, that's why we're here where we want to share these stories. We want to get them out to the public as much as we can. That's the whole point. I feel like with a cold case, communicating of the case becomes really important, especially the, the the older the case gets. Cause I don't I don't think people intentionally forget about missing people, missing children. It just there's always a, there's always a new case coming up. There's always new new things coming up. So I think they just kinda get lost in translation. And that's kind of why we want to talk about it. We, we want to bring them back out to the public eye.
1: Yeah. Well, and, you know, the longer a case goes on, the harder it is to gather evidence, the less likely you are to locate the person. And in this case specifically, I think that um, because there has not been a resolution to it, um, you know, there's definitely going to be a negative outcome.
0: Yeah, well in um in one of those articles, I think it was from 2016, it said that there is no record of Amira being enrolled in school and there's no record of any type of uh, you know, hospital visit, which I understand with hospital visits, I think it's easier to fake a child's name than an adult name, but her name has not popped up at all. And so I think it just you know, she's kind of Disappeared. There's been no sign of her. There's There's been nothing. Well, and I think
1: Tiara has already come to terms with the fact that Amira is probably deceased. Yeah. She's posted that on her Facebook page that she does believe Amira is in heaven. Um, so I think that she's come to terms with that. But, you know, obviously she's still hoping that they... Locate her.
0: Yeah, at least, you know, bring her home. Right. I think that's part of the hurt is not knowing at all and then just being left with the unknown. I think that's probably one of the worst aspects of it. Um, But this October, Amira would be 15 years old. So because Amira would be 15 in October, I'm not going to share a description because it wouldn't be accurate from when she went missing a few years ago. But what I will do on our social media accounts I will post her photo and I, I will also post the age progression photo that was done last year. So it it's, should be still pretty accurate. Um, if you have any information regarding Amira's disappearance, I've got four separate numbers you can call. So Houston Police Department at 713-884-3131, Waco Police Department 254-750-7500, the Attorney General. 512 936 1673 and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children at 1 800 843 5678. If you know anything about the disappearance regarding Amira, please contact one of these numbers. And I do believe that there is still uh, Crime Stoppers available too um, out of Houston as well. You have anything else, Brie?
1: Nope, I think we've just about covered it. I did want to thank all of our listeners for supporting us. We really, really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it was really awesome to see kind of all the downloads. And I know most of them were probably like, you know, our friends and family. But we have a really awesome support system. And we actually have a lot of new followers on our social media pages that are not our friends and family. So we appreciate that as well. Um, Our goal is to just get this information out. Um and we'll continue to do so. All right. Well with that being said, I'm Kate and I'm Bree. And this is a Texas Missing Podcast.